Hello guys, welcome. We're back. Monday Mana episode 7? Yeah, I think we're already at episode 7. Super excited. We're going to get straight back into it without further ado. We're going to get into the, um, you know, teaching and examining Genesis in a critical manner. Thinking bibl biblically always. A couple announcements before we begin. I just want to say, oh, let me adjust my mic. Sorry. I want to just say that I don't have the podcast yet out on Apple Music, Apple Podcast. Still on Spotify coming out, so you can check it out there. But here soon, I'm going to be bringing it to the Apple Podcast because I know that's a uh, people like listening to it on that. So sorry about that, but here soon, very soon, I will get that done. Um, but now, where we left off, I highly recommend. I'll link it down below, but. Listening to the previous one, uh, actually not Monday Mana, yeah, Monday Mana 7 is where we went and we talked about that, so I'll link it down below um, because it gives some more context, but where we left off, and I'll bring it up to here um, right now, but where we left off last um, was Genesis 3.15, and we can go to the window capture now bada bing bada boom um and we, the last time we left off we talked about how the serpent was coming in and deceiving the woman talking to the woman and how that all went down um but now we're going to be getting into the curses because this at this point we see that um adam and eve have fell eve has given uh to adam uh the apple She's eaten it. He's eaten it. She gave it to him. They both eat it, eaten it. So now they're they've sinned. Sin against God. Sin has come into the world. Bad deal. But now we're gonna see. We just read um, fifteen, and I'll read it, and then we'll get into sixteen. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head, and he shall, and you shall bruise his heel. Great sort of prophecy going on here i explain that again check it down below uh, basically uh the woman the seed of the woman is going to be jesus and he's going to crush satan and crush you know defeat sin and the devil but not without being having a fatal blow because you know what do snakes do snakes bite and they inject venom and if you're a texan like me then you know that being bitten by a rattlesnake it's not a good time and you can actually die from it so that's the basic thing but again check down below for um, more context on that. So, we are getting now into the curses of the women and womankind as a whole, and men and mankind as a whole. Mankind. Mankind and just humans in general. Uh, get into more of that later. It's not like there's womankind and mankind not going to be, you know, not getting all political and bringing that up. Um, but these curses, especially the one talking about the woman. Obviously, only applies to women because, um, as we'll see, we can't have children. So, uh, so, verse sixteen says to the woman, he said, and this is God speaking. This is after he asked them. Um, we can go up a little bit for context. Sorry, there's something in my eye, man. People are wondering, like, why are you looking at? For those that are listening, you're just like, what are you talking about? Something in my eye, right quick. Um, but before. Again, this is when God had already said, like, where are y'all? And then they basically confessed, okay, I ate. And then now this is God saying to the woman, Eve, 
I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Again, this is what I mean by this only applies to women. Um, basically, God's saying, hey, your sorrow, your pain, your sadness is greatly going to be multiplied as well as your conception, which, what does that mean, right? Your children. Uh, later, we can see that actually uh, it said that Adam caused Eve I'll cause the woman Eve because she is the mother of all living things. You know, God's as in hand in hand, he's saying, Your sorrow is going to be greatly multiplied. Now, in context, it's probably meaning like just in this moment and in this time, and most likely in your whole life. I mean, I don't know how you could, I'm sure she would have happy times, things like that, but knowing that you're the first person that ever sinned, you know, that's you would definitely have that on your, you would definitely not quickly forget about that and god's literally saying hey i will multiply that so you know um uh, uh what god is putting forth to the woman and in pain you shall bring forth children so this is something to note that before sin uh presumably there would be no pain in childbearing which is so foreign to us now we think childbearing as this kind of arduous but i mean amazing wonderful thing but it's pain. Literally, you will go through pain, and any mom will tell you the same thing. But tell you, it's an amazing, blessed, beautiful thing, but pain comes from it. Um, so again, this shows how sin utterly corrupts and makes what is good and, and just glorifying into something painful and uh, what otherwise presumably would have either had would have no pain in it so and it says your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you now this is a great text uh but let's actually look at i like to look at it into the nlt i think nlt puts it in a great way let's look at it so in the nlt it says you shall desire to control your husband but he will rule over you now what's this talking about right some people and i know uh, nowadays, uh, there is often taught as if um, that men and women in, in the marriage bed are kind of equal, right? And in the marriage scheme of thing, it's it's like, you know, we're, we're partners, we're in this together. And it's like, yeah, you are, definitely. But there is authority. And whether... It is the man taking the authority or the woman, somebody at the end of the day, is taking authority in the household. That's just a fact. I mean, it, it, people, you know, again, 21st century culture likes to say, oh, it's it's a group effort. You know, he decides on stuff and I decide on it and all that stuff. And, okay, but at the end of the day, somebody's making the ultimate decision, whether that be the man or the woman. And I'm talking about in a traditional marriage, a man and a woman. Man and man, all of that. I'm not even talking about that because because I just want to say, side note, biblically, and even just marriage as the word, what marriage is, marriage is a man and a wife coming together and becoming one flesh. That is marriage. So anything else is not marriage. So I just want to say that. I know some people are like, oh my gosh. Well, biblically, that's what it is because in Genesis, um, God made man, God made wife, or God made man, God made woman, and he brought them together, and he said, this is good. That is marriage. It's the joining of two people becoming one flesh. 
and that's what it is. So, uh, but it, it shows that going back to verse 16, and you shall desire to control your husband. Basically, we can see that from the context. Um, this implies that there was uh, the authority is to the man of the household. We even see later in Corinthians it says uh, Paul talks about being the man of the household, um, or the man is the head of the woman, like Christ is the head of the church. Okay, um, meaning that there is unbalanced authority. Authority goes in. Uh, the husband has more authority than the woman. Now, is this a bad thing? No. It's actually an amazing, beautiful, God-ordained thing. The reason why God's saying this now is because some people like to say this as, oh, this is a, you know, uh, um, the egalitarians, I think. I know there's egalitarian and complementarian. The egalitarians think and try to use this as, oh, you know, this is why we shouldn't, why we're equal and the authority is equal in marriage is because this is a curse. Well, it's not a curse in the way they're thinking of it. Uh, this is literally, we see that these are things that God's putting on the woman and two women. But the curse isn't that the the husband's in authority. The husband's always been in authority. We can see that. Um, the curse is that the woman is going to want to be in authority over the husband. That's the curse. Because we can see, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And further emphasizing this point, we see that later when it talks about the man, nowhere it actually rebukes the man, Adam, for listening to his wife to sin. So we can see that it was not good uh, because Adam, in that moment of eating the apple, he submitted to the woman and sinning, and that was not a good thing. Uh, which, because the choice of eating the apple, that was a choice in their relationship. We have to look at it at this. Somebody made that choice, and the choice was not Adam. The choice was Eve, and that's why Adam gets rebuked for that. Um, so, and this shows you too as well that before sin there still was unbalanced authority but it's a good thing only now because of sin the woman is going and women in uh, the marriage relationship are going to want to rule over their husband in authority uh, but we can see but again but he will rule over you meaning ultimately that uh he has the authority, though you are going to want the authority that he has. Um, controversial, I know people have it equal, but that's not the case. There is... Now, when I mean equal, I mean in authority. Authority is different from being just being equal in Christ. We are all equal in Christ. Um, Paul says, and you know, neither slave nor free, Jew nor Greek, we are all sons and daughters of Christ. And even more... Uh, Furthermore, I didn't, because I didn't bring up, I just want to go through Genesis. I didn't bring up Corinthians and all that, though I probably should have. Um, but he talks about all of this, talking about how we are equal. If you have given your life to Christ, you're equal to anybody that has given their life to Christ in terms of your value. It's not as if you have less value or anything like that, but authority is different, right? Me and Pastor, my pastor, Robert Bejouet, we are equal in the eyes of God, but he has authority over me in the church because he's the pastor, right? That's just how it is. Does that make me... Oh, sorry. 
Does that make it bad? Does that make it something that I should rebel against, buck against? Is that a terrible thing? No. He just has that authority, and that's how God set up the system of church. And uh, just like in marriage, that's how God set up marriage and how it is supposed to be. The man is has the higher authority um, and should not submit to the woman in a marriage. So... Um, Moving on to verse 17. Again, I always love comments, so I'd love to hear y'all comments down below. And if, you know, because maybe y'all disagree with me, but I don't know how you can disagree with the scripture. So, because I know that that's controversial because people, again, I always bring it back. And I'm, I don't want to speak about the world a lot, but especially in the United States of America, it, it's this like, we're both in it together. And again, somebody's making the final decision, whether it be the man or the woman, in a marriage. So that's just what it is. And biblically, it should be the man. Ultimately, not talking about, you know, man has to tell his wife, you know, the new fingernail polish to do. That's not what it means. But having authority over the woman in the marriage context of... Um, making the final decision in terms of you know big things you can think of it but ultimately again having authority unbalanced authority that's what it is so. uh, and to the man he said since you and again this is where it further emphasizes the point now god's going to say to the man because of what he's did look listen uh he said since you listen to your wife let's actually move it back to the new king james would it was in the nlt nlt is great by the way if you want to more simplified version but he said uh and then adam he said to the man because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which i commanded you saying you shall not eat so basically he's saying hey because you listened to your wife you submitted to your wife which that's what it was because he didn't say hey he didn't say to his wife well don't do that that's not good you know he didn't give correction which at the time would have been the appropriate thing to say oh well, you know wait, Eve, you know, this, is, this isn't this is good. We shouldn't do this thing. Let's not do this thing because that's not good. That's bad. Um, but because of that, and this is what God's directly rebuking him and telling him, because you have done the thing I told you not to do, and because you have done what is not right in the marriage context, this is what's going to happen. And because you eat of the apple, of course, that he commanded him not to eat. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. Or herb for the, the British. <laughs> Verse 19. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. It's basically, you know, saying you're going to toil you're going to have to work the ground and toil and be the one that works because of what you have done because of heeding the voice of your wife and eating so it's like double whammy because you let the authority uh go to the wife and because you disobeyed me it's just um double bad best way to say it um and uh keynote something to note here though is that you shall eat of the herb of the field now this is interesting because now we see that, and if we take this literally, you shall eat of the herb of the field and going down till you return to the ground. So basically, till you die, you're only going to eat of the things of the field because that's what you're going to work and toil, meaning they didn't eat meat. So something interesting to um, 
a little little cool thing to see. So hopefully y'all enjoyed the Monday Mana podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it at uh, verse. Um, sorry, what was it? It was verse. I have to bring it up. Uh, we're going to leave it at that verse where he talks about the herb of the field, Genesis 18. So join back when we um, get back into it, going through verse 18 all the way, and we're going to finish out that chapter. Hopefully this blesses and edifies you and brings you closer to Christ. Comment down below. Check out the, if you're watching on YouTube, podcast on Spotify. I'll link it down below. And if you're on Spotify, check out the YouTube. Um, and without further ado, y'all have a blessed time. And think about yourself a lot less. And think about God more. Y'all have a blessed one.